the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are back in Genesis, looking once again at God's love child, the promise. Join us. Truth for Today with Pastor Phil Howard is coming up next. Here in the first couple of chapters of the book of Genesis, God gives to us some amazing promises an amazing promise that he himself would take care of our sin at some point in time completely, thoroughly, and utterly. And it's that promise that we're looking at here this week on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to the broadcast. Join us, won't you? Jesus Christ crushes the head of Satan. It's the title of today's broadcast. Here's Pastor Phil with today's program. You must know, you talk about Catholics. Know this, for about the first thousand years of history, you had the Catholic Church, which usually meant the universal church. You had Irenaeus, you had, uh, oh my, Christendom, born-again people, whatever. But about 1000 A.D., the church started inventing mariolatry, confession booths, penance, purgatory, started inventing, inventing all this stuff, papal infallibility, uh, immaculate conception of Mary, all of this stuff, and then it became the Roman Catholic Church, headquartered in Rome with an infallible vicar of Christ. The earthly representative of Christ lives in Rome, according to that theology. The church can save your baby. The church can save you. If they don't give you last rites, you may go to hell. If they don't baptize your baby, your baby go to hell. Incredible power and sway over people's lives. Well, Augustine was back here, and he and Pelagius got into a debate, and it went this way. Pelagius said... All men and women are born neutral. They're born uh, as not being sinners. And that if they just make the right choices in life, if they never sin, they can land in heaven perfect. Just like your baby. Uh, It sounds good. That was Catholic teaching. No, no, Rome did not buy it. But Pelagius did. And Pelagius got in this argument with Augustine, the great Catholic theologian, that Augustine championed this cause. He said, no, we're born sinners. In sin did my mother conceive me. Wait, wait. Are you saying sex was the sin? No. Is procreation the sin? No. What was conceived? A a baby. Even in the womb. Right there is the beginning of my being a sinner. 
because the sin nature is tied to procreation. So, we got a sinner in there that does not know God automatically. And given enough time, they'll show you there's something in their nature that is incredible to figure out. They got a nature basically like the parents who had them. And that is scary. And it goes this way. Uh, If you said to a child, and if I just said to use an adult audience, this is true. And anybody have any children? You'll verify whether I'm making this stuff up or not. Yeah, that you get this little precious one, and let's say, what are we talking? Maybe, let's put 16 months, maybe 18, for sure two, terrible twos. Uh, Johnny, don't do that. And you immediately heard, good, Mom, whatever you say. That is called science fiction. <laughs> don't touch that. It could burn you. Don't, don't do that. And, and just, all right, anything to please you. And you just turn your head. When you look around, they'll be touching it. Where did they get that? Where do you get it? That if I said to you like this, don't anyone after this service touch the pulpit. I'm the pastor. Don't touch the pulpit. You got it? Now, I want to know how many of you would just immediately figure out a way to do it. You wait until we close the building. You would come back. You, figure, you don't tell me I can't touch the pulpit. You rebel. Where did you get that? Did you just sin one time or were you born with it? Well, it's called original sin. And the Roman Catholic Church bought it and it's biblical. It comes on along, you come to the 15th century, and you get a guy by the name of Erasmus, a brilliant humanist, and he gets in a debate with Luther, and they debate the same thing again. And the debate is, uh, Erasmus simply says, man could be, per- he potentially can be perfect, because he's got a will, and you can choose, and you can, th- there's no sin in us, and Luther wrote his most famous, probably, theological treatise called The Bondage of the Will. Do you have a free will? Do you have a will? Yes. Now, what, what determines what you choose? A will is inside of a nature, a human nature. Why do I choose this and not that. Okay, let's take chocolate, vanilla. Let's just use a flavor, non-sinful choice. Well, well, okay, in my nature, I like this flavor. Okay, we know that. Why in our nature do we want to pick that which is sinful, that which is a contrary to God? What is there, where did we get the appetite to make that kind of choice? We're not denying you've got the will. But what you've got with that will, you've got a nature that loves sin. You've got a nature that loves sin. And I use the illustration. I got it from Jonathan Edwards. Cows don't eat meat. And lions don't eat grass. Why not? 
If a lion was starving and you threw a bale of hay out for him, would it end his hunger? That's no, not in his nature to eat grass. Guess what? It's not in the nature of man to do right apart from a birth from heaven. And Jesus, when he came, he found us as children of Satan. He found us with a sinful nature and a bent in us. And when Luther described our condition, he said, man is naturally in bondage to guilt. He, no one loves God. No one understands God. No one seeks after God. Romans 3, we're guilty. All have sinned. All are falling short. Whoa, whoa, I'm in bondage to that sentence. Second of all, I'm in bondage to the fact that I love darkness more than light. Look at John 3, the famous verse, John 3. You don't mind learning something, do you? No. Okay. I'm to, John 3, famous verse 16. Okay, God so loved the world. God did not send his son to condemn the world. You know why? They were already condemned. He found them that way. They were under sentence. 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only son of God. Why don't they believe? Listen. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And people love the darkness rather than the light. Because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. Jesus is the light of the world. He came and thought everybody would want him. said, no, if I go to you, you're going to expose me as a sinner. You're going to expose the things I love as sin. I don't want you. And he said, well, I'll make a place called outer darkness if you don't like the light. I could arrange where there'll be no light for eternity. And that is exactly what hell is. If you don't love the light, you're sentenced to darkness. This is scary. It's scary that we have a natural built-in bondage. We don't even have an appetite for the light that would set us free. Look at Romans 8. We're in bondage to the way we think. Bondage in the way we think. Look at Romans 8. I'm showing you what Jesus had to save. He had to do something to us to get us out of this mess. Verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. But notice, the mind of the flesh is hostile to God. It's, it's at war with God. It, it, it's at enmity with God. The fleshly mind and it says about it, it's not even able to think God's thoughts. 1 Corinthians 2. Look at 1 Corinthians 2. Why didn't the world receive Christ? Why didn't the wiseacres? 
He's talking to the, the wisdom church, the church at Corinth. Athens is close by. Mars Hill, uh, Socrates, Philo, the, the brain set, the philosophy center of the ancient world. He's addressing this church. Why didn't you guys accept the Messiah? He was among you. And he says in verse 8, none of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Let me ask you, is that talking about heaven? Keep reading. Watch. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. He's talking that the Word of God has revealed to us what we couldn't figure out with our mind, with our eyes. God has revealed them. But he goes down to verse 14. The natural person does not welcome the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. You can't get it without God. You can't get it. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 4. What we face every time we evangelize, every time we preach. Chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So I've got this natural blindness, and then we come along, and we we put a blindfold around a blind man. Satan steps in. He puts another layer. I'm going to keep you blind. You're already blind at birth. You don't love the light. You're already condemned. What can he do? This is what Christ does. First of all, he says, I must take their guilt to the cross. I'll do that. They can't take care of their guilt. I'll be their substitute to bear the wrath of God. Number one. Number two, I'll send my spirit to convict them. And he will begin to present to their mind the sin of rejecting me. The sin of no righteousness of God. The sin of being under Satan's control. I will do this. I will also visit them who are under the mastery of Satan. And because they are so blind and wayward, I will do something. Ephesians 2, 4, watch this. But God, who is rich in mercy, he said, I will quicken you and make you alive towards me. I'll make you want me. I'll make you thirst for me. I'll give you a, how could you ever want what you hate? How could you ever want a God you despise? How could you ever want a God you don't like his light? It messes up your life. He said, I will give you life. So that you say, what am I doing in this coffin? What am I doing? The world has become a mortuary full of spiritually corpse. I will give you life. And he quickens us. And in a moment, he said, I'll give you the faith to believe me. And then I'll say, for by grace are you saved. 
through faith. And this is not of yourselves, but a gift of God. Let me tell you, every time a sinner has his eyes awakened to the gospel and embraces Christ, he, the devil's head is crushed. The devil loses another one he captured. He loses another one out of his kingdom. And it's the seed of the woman that comes to crush his head. I'll tell you some things I do. A lot of mornings I wake up. I don't know if you do this. This may sound a little eh to you, but I do this. Usually at night I try to kiss my wife before I go into an unconscious state. We say, I love you. I'm out. Like that. She knows that. But in the morning, the first thing I say normally when I wake up, I love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for protecting me in the night, but I just wanted to say I love you. Wait, wait, wait. Child of the devil, child of sin, child of bondage, child sentenced to hell, you love Jesus? Yes, for Jesus, you have saved me from my sins. You have crushed the head of the serpent in my life. I've been set free from the dominion of darkness. I hear Peter, do you love me? Yeah, I do. I'm a big flub, but I love you. You ever say that? I'm a big flop, Lord, but I sure love you. He'll take it. Once in a while I say, Jesus, you are Lord. Guess what? No man can call him Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The devil been crushed again. I didn't call the devil the Lord. I said, Jesus, you're Lord. Is that too bad? And according to Ephesians 2, 7, in the ages to come, God is going to be showing off his people as those that I bought out from the kingdom of Satan by my death and by my power. And I rescued them and gave them light and made them mine. And for all of eternity, I'm going to show them off as what grace accomplished. The grace of God was greater than the fall. For where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. I want to say the last thing. The first round, we lost paradise because we ate the fruit. I want to say, hear me, hear me. Devil, you hear me. Devil, hear me. According to 1 Peter 1, 5, I'm being kept by the power of God. According to 1 John 5, 18, I'm no longer in the lap of the wicked one. According to John 17, Christ intercedes for me that you shall keep them in the world among the wolves. John uh, 10 said, I have done something this time. This time, I'm putting everyone that I save in my grip. And nobody will lose paradise again. You receive Jesus Christ today. You got heaven for your home. You got heaven. The, the devil can't keep, nothing can separate you from the love of God once you step into these hands. Once you come to Christ, there's no separation. There's no kicking out. No kicking out. You, you're never going to be exiled from God's house. You're never going to be kicked out. Of, that's over. That's over. No probation. Salvation is not probation. It's the gift of God because he said, I'll tell you what I did, will do when I save you. I will come down. How could I do it? But it really, we think this. I'm going to seal you 
with my spirit. But that's not what it means at all. This is what he's saying. Read it in Ephesians. I'm going to. I'm going to sit with my with the Spirit Himself. He's the seal. He's the seal. He doesn't stamp me. He is the seal. I will seal you as a guarantee of safe delivery. And listen, devil, you can't destroy this crowd. You can wipe us church off. Let us get in a church fight. Let's quit giving our money. Oh, you can split up churches. But you cannot separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. I'm guaranteed safe delivery. Because Christ has destroyed the work of Satan and the lives of those he saved. I'm going to heaven, and I want you to know about it. The old black horse used to go. I can't keep it to myself. You don't want to keep it to yourself, do you? Are you going to sinners? Did you know Jesus said, I need sowers. Only my word and spirit can save, but I need some sowers. Keep sowing the seed. Keep, he said in Luke 8 that the devil steals the seed and keeps people from believing. But guess what? There's going to be millions on the other side that believe. Millions. That Christ will say for all eternity. Angels, look what the amazing grace of God did. I've populated heaven with sinners. With men and women that were stolen by the devil from God. And I came and bought them back. And I've come to liberate them. He came to destroy the works of Satan. Amen. Let us stand. Our Father, I thank you. I belong to Jesus. The Lamb of God is stronger than the serpent. Oh, the lion of the tribe of Judah has stomped the head of my adversary. And I'm going to heaven despite his plans, despite any. No, I'm in the grip. I'm in the grip of a God that said, I banned you from the tree of life. I put you out of the garden. And I let your boy kill his brother. But I've started something new in Jesus. He came to save his people from their sins. Thank you. Thank you. I'm saved. I'm saved. And I know that I am. I'm saved by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, Father, may we tell friends near and far about the conqueror. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We have Jesus in us, his spirit's in us. And Satan, Jesus, he promises in Romans 16, 20, that we saints are about to crush the devil under our feet. It won't be much longer. And we will, with Christ, will see you crush, and we'll be a part of the crushing team. We'll get to crush you too. You damned our children. You ruined our marriages. You, were, you turned us into all kinds of weird people until Jesus came. But I love the old song, There Was a Reason. There was a reason Jesus passed by. Thank you. You made a visit to this planet that has forever crushed the head of our enemy. Bless your name forever. And all of his people said, bless the name of the Lord. I can't hear you. Bless the name of the Lord. God bless you.
And that will conclude our time today here on Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. As we close out our broadcast, we would invite you to join us for worship here at Valley Bible Church, and we would also invite you to stop by our website and take advantage of added resource materials we've made available through this ministry. You see, as we come to you on a daily basis, it's our hope and desire that you grow in Christ, that you find yourself sustained by His grace through the teaching and preaching of His Word. Along those lines, we've created Truth For Today Radio, which is a website that contains a lot of other extracurricular resource materials that you can add to your relationship with Christ as you seek to grow in Him. We also have information about who we are, what we believe, and worship opportunities at Valley Bible Church, where this broadcast originates, here in Hercules. We have directions, we have service times, all of it. It's available at truthfortodayradio.org. If you would like to contact us by phone, you're welcome to do so at 855-833-9864. Again, that's 855-833-9864. As always, you're welcome to write to us. The address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. Oh, and by the way, as you come alongside Truth For Today in a financial way, for a gift of $10 or more, we'll send you Pastor Phil Howard's book called Jesus Christ, The Revealer of God. Now, this is an amazing book, a book that takes a look at Christ and how he does, in fact, reveal God in every aspect of his life. Again, this book is yours for a gift of $10 or more when you support the ministry Truth For Today. Simply call or stop by our website and pay us a visit there and order your copy. Again, for a gift of $10 or more as you support Truth For Today. Reach us at truthfortodayradio.org or call 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time. For another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.